Welcome to Uncontained. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and on the show today, we have part two of my interview with The Haunted Bay. And if you have not listened to the first episode, please do yourself a favor, go back, listen to part one, it's just the episode last week, and then continue through binge listening onto this episode. I just don't want you to be lost and wondering, hey, what the hell are they talking about there? Why'd they start in the middle of a conversation? So please go back, do yourself a favor, check out episode 49 before moving on to episode 50. If you did listen to last week's episode, we're picking up right where we left off. The conversation was just too much to fit into one episode. And I'm sorry that I made you wait a whole week to catch the second half of it. It'll be worth the wait, though, because you'll finally be able to hear what happened after they shot their show at the Great Star Theater in San Francisco. And there is definitely some creepy stuff that happened that's too strange just to be a coincidence There are some really weird sounds coming from the medium June's line, and uh, nobody really knows what they are. Not saying this podcast is haunted, but it'd be pretty cool if it was. Before we get on with the haunt part two with the Haunted Bay, if you've enjoyed listening to any of the 50 episodes that we've put out before, please, listening to Uncontained, please share it with one of your friends or multiples of your friends, all your friends. Just help get the word out and, uh, yeah, help more people find the show. And you can even send them to my website, uncontainedpod.com. Yes, www.uncontainedpod.com. You can leave me a comment there. Let me know if you want to hear anybody on the show. And you can even support the show by clicking on the Amazon banner at the top of the page. Doing the shopping you're already going to do on Amazon anyway. So I already kept you waiting a whole week, so I guess I won't keep you waiting any longer. This is the conclusion of my conversation with Ying, Matthew, Cody, and June of The Haunted Bay right here on Uncontained. I really like how you guys do it too. Uh, like when going in, as you said, uh, both you go in blind. June goes in blind. Alameda paranormal researchers go in blind, not knowing what the other people found, and then you mm-hmm. check it with historical facts. Like the Great Star Theater episode that that, that I was listening to, walking home in the dark and like hearing <laughs> sounds on the side. It was like, wow, that's really cool hearing about the Asian almost mafia in the opera house. And that's like, this is really interesting. And yeah. I like your style. What? Maybe we should tell them about what, what happened, how that whole investigation happened, the things that happened after after the investigation. I think you should. Yeah. uh, God. That was like such a big big fiasco there. That was great. It was crazy. So, okay, a few years ago, I actually went into the Grey Star Theater to ask the lady if uh, there are any ghost stories there. Okay. And she, I don't don't know her name, she very timidly said, well, some people say so. And I, I asked, do you think... I could do an investigation here. And she said, no, because it'll scare the Chinese community. Uh, So I left it alone. I never approached them again. 
And then that was a couple of years ago, or I can't remember how many years ago, maybe two or three. Okay. I never thought about going back again because it was very solidly a no. But this time, uh, one of my friends who's an actor uh, was in a musical at the Great Star Theater. And uh, I ran into her and I said, oh, I, I like, I'd like to come and see the show. And she said, I said, I, I don't want to pay a lot. <laughs> I don't have money to buy a ticket right now, is basically <laughs> what I said. And she said, well, you can usher. So I signed up to usher, and I was there not to look for any ghosts or anything. I was there to usher, and I got there early, and I was walking around, and I did kind of wonder once I got there, like, huh, I wonder if there's anything here. So I kind of walked around and felt nothing at first, and then I went downstairs to the women's bathroom, and suddenly I was like, oh, I feel like there's a female spirit here. And there's a vanity mirror and a chair in front of it. Yeah. And I had this very strong feeling that she liked to sit at that chair. And I actually pulled the chair out and sat there and put my purse on the table and stared at the mirror. And then it was weird. I was like, I don't know why I, I want to do this right now. I just want to look into the mirror. Okay. But I, I got up and I went back up and there was a bartender there. And I didn't tell her what I felt. I just approached her and I said, hey, so are there any ghost stories here? And she said, yeah, the lady who worked uh, here yesterday, she came up from the women's bathroom and said, hey, there's a female ghost in that bathroom. So I got the chills and I thought, oh, I got, I got to investigate this place. So I asked the present proprietor, Paul Nathan, if we can do an investigation. And that's how what happened. So it went from... An investigation to a screening so uh, we actually filmed there brought in June and APR uh, Alameda Paranormal researchers and we made a documentary and then we decided to they let us show math Matt's movie he made a feature-length movie called Vampiria okay, um, okay. about basically like Filipino vampires uh, Filipino vampires so we made it into a big screening. So we showed the documentary of what we found before the screening of Vampiria. Um, and in between, we had like a Q&A session. So we show the, the documentary and the audience is really excited. And we actually go up on stage to answer questions. And then suddenly the lights flicker. And we're not sure if that really was paranormal or something technical, but it was, it was interesting. It flickered and we looked up like, what was that? And then as we're talking on the stage, suddenly Chris, who is one of the investigators in APR, points at the patio above everybody else because he saw a shadow figure walking across oh. during this Q&A. And we, he's just shocked. I could tell it's genuine. And then we grabbed the microphone. We're all pointing at, at least I'm pointing at the patio, trying to tell the audience somebody's up there right now. And of course, and then, the audience is going crazy by this point. The audience too, the is like, what's happening? Because we're all confused at this point. This, none of this is planned. We're all like, what? What? What's happening? There's a good three you know? to 400 people there right at that time, too, by the <laughs> and way. And does the audience yeah. think it's part of the show? Or are they like, oh, we're witnessing something paranormal? Oh, I think they were all in for this ride. They were, everybody was like totally like dumped about it. I mean, it, we can go into like the people coming back to us with individual experiences, but it was like, it was pretty, I, I've never seen that much uh, crazy going on in a, in a, a, for a movie screening. So that was kind of fun, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then people 
came up to uh, me and Matthew and, and the rest of us and told us their individual experiences. Um, I, I tend to be more like impressed by people who felt something before watching the documentary because if they, they felt it after, I wonder if they were influenced, you know? Mm -hmm. So a couple of people did say that they felt somebody touched them. Uh, some, a couple of women felt like a stabbing sensation in their back. Before um, the film? One, yeah, before the film. Oh, wow. I'm sure, what was that? Let me ask you, Matt. It was your sister. Was that before or after? I, I actually can't remember. Yeah. One of my sisters was, my sister was there to support my film, and she came for that. I, I remember, I think she couldn't, she didn't really finish it so much. She just kind of ran to the bathroom. And I just remember she was talking about having a really bad pain in her side. In fact, the, my, my dad actually came to me and said, my, your sister wants to go. I go, what? She wants to go? And he goes, really? I was really surprised. But she told me, he told me that part after that she actually was very scared and wanted to go home because she was feeling that stabbing pain in her side. And, you know, my sister and my dad are definitely like skeptics of a lot of these things, too. So yeah. the fact that they were talking about experiences, that was kind of like, whoa. You know, I guess that's where we all get it from. So we're all, we, we're, we're all, I think all of us in my family are kind of like the optimistic skeptics. You know, we, 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 we hold that, that door open for these things. If they, if they are real, you know, show itself to us, right? Yeah. But we also try to take things and say, well, we're not going to try to get all, um, you know, we're not, we're not going to try to be subjected to do like a suggestion of, a, the, of paranormal if people are just saying it's haunted. Clearly, they were. She was pretty spooked by whatever happened to her. And one of my friends was in the audience. She was she was tripping. <laughs> she <laughs> raised her hand during the Q and A, and she's just like, "I was down in the women's bathroom before this documentary, and I felt like I needed to stare at the mirror." And she said she she just looked into the mirror, and she felt like there's. I don't think she actually saw all the eyes, but she felt like there was somebody looking back at her, but not her. Yeah. Somebody else. When you say she was um, tripping, was she like tripping on shrooms or acid, or was she just freaking no. out, freaking <laughs> out that she like because you could see some crazy shit on that. No, she was not mm. on drugs or drunk or anything. She was she was totally normal. I meant she was excited, like okay. oh my god, oh my god. I, can't I just want to she... wanted to clarify that for the people listening to make sure <laughs> that uh, they're like, well, of course she's seeing shit. <laughs> 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 and uh, I we're actually making a follow up episode to that. Um, we're interviewing the people who experience stuff. And we and, do have that. Okay. Uh, we do have the Q and A on on film so we we actually have all the entire incident so just like pretty... a good filmmaker should you know get everything <laughs> on film never have too much film yeah well we were we were all on stage it just happened that one of my friends um offered to you know document all the q a sessions for the evening so i'm we, so glad we weren't did. expecting it to be part of an investigation it we were done we were just like presenting it and answering questions about the paranormal then suddenly the paranormal investigation happened on stage and i'm like whoa that's that was yeah. totally unexpected I, yeah you know so and actually some oh, something happened even after that that really spooked me what was, um, that? what was that so let me explain let me go back to that day that i was ushering i had an impression of her and but i had to leave because i had to go up to, to, to usher so that day that was i think in this in may or something or june i can't remember at this moment but anyway I was I went home. I was sitting at my dining room table. 
uh, and then suddenly that's when I started getting lots of impressions of actually in my mind getting images of an Asian woman with long hair. She's tall. Okay. With a white, wearing a white dress, and she, my, I got these impressions that she was, she had gone mad from some kind of trauma, and all I could think of was maybe she was raped, and it tra- traumatized her so much that she lost her mind, and she was kind of swaying back and forth in my mind, like a mad person would, and it was extremely creepy. Um. And of course, I didn't know at the time, like, maybe this is just my imagination. That's, I always think that first. This is maybe just my imagination. Until June said she, you know, we never told her anything. June felt something similar. And other people found something that matched what I was feeling. And then we had the screening. And then after the screening, um, I was home. This is like months later, weeks later. I can't remember how much time had passed, but... I was alone at night in the living room, um, sat down at the dining room table. I was not thinking about anything paranormal at all. I was just meditating just to relax. And then suddenly, I can't say for sure what this is, but I had, you know that feeling that all the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? Yeah, I think it's happened a couple times Uh, during this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And again, I can't say for sure if she was there, but geez. I was sitting in my own uh, dining room and I felt like she was standing right behind me. A little bit to my right, but behind me. Wow. And I had to jump up from my chair and I was really scared. And because I've had people corroborate with me most of the time on the show when I feel something, I thought maybe she really is here and she actually followed me home. And I was really... uh, that really bothered me. That really, really bothered me. I even felt like she was trying to come close to me while I was walking around in my living room. Like she's trying to connect with me. Yeah. And I actually t- called, texted Matt. And say, I was really nervous. I was like, oh my God, I think she's here. And he said, well, could it all just be in your head? And I said, sure, maybe it's just all in my head. But I just have past experiences. Well, and I feel something this strong. There's something to it. Um, and then... She actually was there for a few hours, it felt like. Finally, it went away and I went to bed. Then the very next day, my friend, the one that was uh, excited and said she had felt the need to look in the mirror, she texted me and I did not tell her about my experience of that night. She said, wow, last night I had a dream that I was back in the theater and she was there and she's trying to contact me. She's trying to talk to me through my dreams. That ghost. Wow. So that was like the same night that you felt uh, her in your house? Yeah. I actually dropped the phone when I read that text. I was... Yeah. I hope actually, you didn't break the I... screen because that's like seven years bad luck no. or something. <laughs> no. Uh, A lot of people got that problem there. They dropped their screens there. And again, I'm not saying 100% sure she was there. That's just my experience of what happened. Um... But that kind of like creeped me out more than anything because it's one thing when you're just detecting them there. It's another thing if they actually can follow you home. Yeah. yeah. That really bothered me, actually. I really don't like that. And I was mentally telling her, no, 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 no. I can't help you. I can't help you. You can't be here. You need to look for someone who's like a professional medium or something to help you. <laughs> Give her June's address. 
Yeah. <laughs> as, as if June wants more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know somebody who you can talk to. All right. She, she's good at it, but she might not want house visitors at this hour. Yeah, and I felt like she may like me more because she's, I think she's Chinese and I'm Chinese American. Okay. And so there's that. I, I actually really felt like she really connected with me. That yeah. So that was well really creepy. Be. Yeah, so, a lot of spirits connect with you, Ying. Maybe, maybe you just yeah. seem very friendly to spirits. I don't know how I am scared to spirits. I actually <laughs> felt guilty about shooing her away, to be honest. Yeah. Because I was just like too scared. I was like, go away, go away, go away, go away. I can't help you. And then afterwards, I like felt guilty because I thought, well, maybe she was just trying to get help. And I'm like, now that we've recognized her and shown everyone that she's there, now I'm just telling her, go away. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I'll just invite her to come back. No. <laughs> it is a very kind of scary energy if you think about it. It's like, you know, somebody who's like really like frantic and asking for help and you can't really even physically see them. That must be a very disturbing experience if that would happen. Because I remember when you texted and I was like, I was really not so sure either. I think my advice to you was just like protect yourself by just imagining like some kind of energy to protect you from it at that point. It was when I think of what I told you, but it's like, I could imagine that you don't want that to hurt you, you know, or have to be part of that kind of scary energy, you know? Her yeah. energy to me is not like evil. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's more the madness, the insanity that scares me. It's that really creepy, you know, when someone's out of their mind. I, I think it'd be like uh, kind of like yeah. the creepy somebody standing over you watching you sleep vibe. Yeah. Right? yeah. Just oh, like, God. Yeah. oh, no, I'm just looking at you. Because <laughs> uh, everybody yeah. likes doing that. Everybody likes somebody just stares at them. Everybody loves right. an audience, but not when you're sleeping. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're most vulnerable when you're sleeping here. When you're asleep and can't see anybody, you don't want anybody to see you pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much yeah. ghosts or aliens, right? You know, they could be. <laughs> they come in saucers and stuff. This could be a whole new show, guys. I'm telling you, you get <laughs> yeah. a big. This might be what the suits tell you to do. No, these ghosts. They <laughs> came from Mars. They're like, no, don't come live here. And I don't know. I'm I'm just pitching to see if it sticks to the wall, you know. And you don't <laughs> no. you don't need that influence. <laughs> and the Loch Ness monster. You said, yeah, we could bring that yeah, guy in Loch Ness too. Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot. <laughs> The ghost of the Loch Ness Monster. Why not, you know? <laughs> yeah, just turn it into of... a, like a Jack Link's commercial or something like that, messing with Sasquatch. Yeah, that, I mean, like that, but it's a ghost. Yeah, the ghost of Sasquatch. <laughs> the and ghost of Sasquatch. And it's not real beef jerky, it's a ghost of beef jerky. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> uh, okay, now we're getting a little carried away, or I am anyway. Okay, so, Matt, you make films, right, on the side. Yeah. You said you made a film about... Uh, Briefly, let's talk about that. It's a Filipino vampire movie. Yeah, actually, that was kind of like sort of the. I mean, that I mean, I, that was a project I worked on for four years, and this was an interesting in to actually have done this investigation. But it's based on Filipino folklore, and there is ghosts in the film too. So there, okay. it does have that have have a there does have other paranormal entities aside from vampires, you know. How do Filipino vampires differ from, say, American vampire stories or British vampire stories, stuff like that, or Transylvanian? Well, one thing I like about like just those kind of legends in the hall is like every country, every culture has their own versions of it. And in the film I, I created, there's like they all exist. 
Okay. The only thing we, we do we don't we just have a story that revolves around one particular one that is based on the Philippine folklore. And how it differs is instead of re- retreating to a coffin when the days comes up or getting staked or whatever, however you stop it with crucifixes, um, you actually have to prevent it from reaching its legs because it splits in half when the night comes, sprouts these bat-like wings, and uses a sharp piercing tongue instead of its teeth. So all the rules are very different. And the way you stop it is really by pouring garlic or vinegar down the lower half so that it cannot reattach. Or really just getting its head off, but, you know... Um, okay. If you could find the legs, that might be the easier route. Yeah, so and do Filipino comes, vampires like karaoke? Oh, they love it. Actually, actually uh, they do. I mean, you know, it, we're, we're, we're Asian. You know, we love it. We love karaoke. <laughs> I, I just I worked with a few Filipinos. I love like karaoke, and uh, yeah, uh, it's a vast generalization, and I'm horrible for doing it. It's okay. I mean, that might be one of the things we all can agree on. We all like karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> you know? Like I want to sing I, I for you. I think like too. So where can people find this movie? Well, I might have to talk to you about this on another episode. Maybe we can set that up later. Totally we can yeah. get into this a little I bit deeper. But where can people find yeah. this movie? Well, um, the, I ha- this, ha- this news has not been public. So actually, maybe I, this could be the, the breakout news. We're actually getting distributed. Oh, crap. Uh, breaking a- news right yeah. here. Yeah, right here on this show. We got, we got breaking news on on our, our discussion about the haunted bay, but we're going to get, we're getting distributed through uh, ITN. So they're going to probably be able to catch us in some, some of the, the regular channels that you get your video feeds from either video stores, if they still exist, uh, Redbox or any other online streaming media. So yeah, so Blockbuster if you can find one this year. Okay, cool. Oh yeah. A Hollywood video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll also so, produce a compilation of Haunted Bay as well. Okay. No, 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 so no that's, I, I was just kidding about that one. Uh, um, yeah, so <laughs> we're going to have distribution this year. So, all right, um, all right. I will, we'll be talking about that pretty soon in all of our Twitter and feeds and stuff. I'm, hopefully Haunted Bay will retweet it or something. Uh, and you're not the only one who has uh, other things going on, right? June, you are an author? Yes, I'm an author of uh, two paranormal parapsychology books, and two novels. Okay, yeah. any children's books? Uh, not not yet, but they will probably be pretty ghostly. That, that'd be awesome, like your bedtime stories about ghosts uh, for children. Yes. Oh, yeah, they love it. But uh, what are your books about? I'm sorry, I've got a little sidetrack there. My grandsons always say, oh, you know, scary ghosts. And they point outside, like, scary ghosts out there. And I go, oh, let's go see them then. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. We're really into ghosts. I want to see the scary ghosts. I want to see yeah. them. They're like, the boogeyman's yeah. under my bed. Well, let's go talk to them. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, kind of strange little children. Um <laughs> My, my books. One is uh, How to Talk to Spirits, Mediums, Seances, Ghost Hunts, Where to Find Ghosts, and How to Conduct uh, Conversations with Them. And the other one is about how to go have a psychic reading, how to pick people, what qu- questions to ask, what do you do with the information, how to avoid people that are scamming you. Okay. And, okay. Uh, then the other two are novels. Just curious, on the talking to ghost thing, is the Ouija board an effective method? Uh, it, it is for some people. Uh, Ying, you know I'm not a big fan of it. I've, I've said that before. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Ouija board. 
But yes, yes, people do use it. And I always felt like somebody's pushing it around themselves. You no, know? no. It, 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 with, it'll move on its own. I've, I've experienced it. I've used it. And uh, I think it opens up to uh, negative entities, vampire entities coming in. Really? So, like, the Ouija board typically gets bad energy? That's my personal experience. Okay. Does anybody else have any other experiences with the Ouija board? I won't touch I've one. Had... So Cody won't touch one. I don't know. I've heard people say it's just your subconscious moving it. I mean, barring people just moving it as a joke. Obviously, that happens sometimes. But yeah. uh, there's also a theory that sometimes it's just our subconscious moving it. Um, but I've also had a very unpleasant experience with the Ouija board once. Uh, where I was with some friends and then I felt something really scary in the room without actually anything objectively happening. And then right after I had that feel, I was really scared again. And I felt like something bad was in the room with us. It said something terrible right after I felt that to one of my friends. Wow. Like threatened her. Wow. So I can't explain that. I'm like, I don't understand why what I was feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Something like built by Milton Bradley, you know, can channel channel spirits and energy. Uh, I don't think the board itself has anything. Uh, it's you can make your own Ouija board with a piece of paper and some teeth. Yeah. Okay. I guess I've never tried that. But what do you want people to know about the show? Like, what would you want somebody to like? If somebody hasn't heard of your show, what would you tell them to let them know? your show is a little bit different than others or what would be your sales pitch for your show if you had one? We film everything in true guerrilla documentary style, again, except for the reenactments, but we make it very clear what the reenactments are. Um, they look a little more stylistic else? than the, uh, the, the guerrilla stuff. They yeah. are I don't know. heavily um, stylized yeah. compared yeah. to the normal <laughs> I think it's pretty easy That's to tell true. from uh, what I've seen. Well, when I say stylized, it's not like we put props around or anything. It just means we have good cinematography, we have good editing. But what I mean is we don't manipulate Job anything. Man. We just go in not knowing what we're going to find, leaving everything as is. That's what I mean by guerrilla style. And real um, what? I saw a lot of activity going on there. What's and that? I looked at it as uh, lots of as a, uh, a warehouse coming and going. What is that? There's some severe, like, background noise. What was that? Paranormal stuff? Paranormal Wait. stuff. What that is was... that? June, what's that going was... on in your house? Yeah. Are you playing with the Ouija board again? Some... <laughs> Somebody was playing. You can't just answer with yeah. That freaks me out. <laughs> it reminds me of one of those um, devices that some of the other paranormal uh, researchers use called the, I think it was called the, what is it, a talk box or something? No, that was is that like for voice, like the it? same thing they use for like guitars and stuff? Oh no, no, no. I, I I play guitar and it's not that one. It's like this. It's like a. It alternates between radio channels and apparently they hear voices between the channels or something and it puts together full on sentences. Uh, kind of reminds me of that sound we just heard there a second ago. Yeah, or like uh, something from some horror movie where somebody's head's about to spin round and round and oh yeah, projectile <laughs> vomit. <laughs> 
I love that when that happens. It's a pea soup, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, I get that shot, I'm retiring. Delicious. What's that? When I get that shot, I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, I think you're making fun of Eddie's show. Your, show's kind of, of you. your shows blend the history and the psychic element together. You know, there's a nice blending of these are facts or these are the things that actually happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we actually weave in historical research. Yes. And we also are, we, we approach the paranormal from different angles. Like I said before, we don't just do a paranormal research team. We, 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 we do it from all these different angles to kind of show the audience the variety in what there is in the paranormal research. From the medium's point of view, from these para, paranormal groups, from academics even. Um, yeah, so... I think that's probably the most, and we also have a historical component. Cool. Um, now, that being said, what advice would you have for somebody looking to get started out in ghost documentation or ghost hunting or anything involved in the paranormal? I would say find uh, people that you trust to work with. I think you can go on some of those. I've gone on a few of those. Uh, I think you had said that your mother-in-law went on some, uh, I mean, your stepmother and father went on some ghost walks. Yeah. I think that if someone went on the ghost walks and they had an idea of where to go, historical buildings, well, grave sites are always great. And, uh, <laughs> you know, places where you would go to find, find it. Uh, you know, Yang did a ghost walk and we went through um, the Barbary Coast and people had were interested and they had questions and she had information for them and that gives someone how, how do I get started with that you know how, how will I go and be able to do that I know in my book the, the ghost book I I refer to that where can you go what should you take what will you wear you know and give a whole chapter on that because okay. so, uh, so let me clarify, uh, when I say find people you trust, I mean like if you want to choose a group to follow and film, make sure they're a group that you are comfortable working with, uh, that they're not a little bit too extreme. Or I just had a, a funny experience where I, I won't name them, but I, I approached a group other than the Alameda Paranormal Researchers just to get variety, and okay. it was kind of a bizarre experience. Uh... They were kind of almost like military style, very macho and kind of yelling a lot. And okay. they asked, asked me one of my ghost stories and I told them and then they freaked out and one of them jumped up and said, you possibly have a demon following you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and it just, it just, we were like, what is going on? You know, they, they, yeah, it was just a little over the top. And then they wow. said, you, you have to, you have to give us your insurance information. If you get hurt, you have to give us your emergency contact. If you get attacked, you know, it was just very over the top. And I was very uncomfortable with this group. And you know, I, I think that's things, probably, you know, you hit the nail on the head though, Yang though. It seems like, yeah. um, like, uh, I don't know if I would have signed on to do something like this if it wasn't the group like you and June and, Cody and paranormal Alameda, I mean Alameda paranormal researchers because like it seems like as a core you guys are pretty grounded you know there I think that's like the word the word I would best describe everybody as it's like it's like we try to check put ourselves in check at some points we really come in with just like that just 
really just wanting to know. We don't, you know, there's no real egos, I would say, in this, even though we, I, I know some of us like being famous, but, you know, it's like, uh, I don't think there's like a lot of ego in all this, this particular show. And I think that's one thing that really stands out. That's good, Matt. That's a very good way of putting it. It's not ego. We're, we're all there to research. We're there to find out. We're there to experience it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to talk about how I kind of got started, too, because I'm yeah, so fresh into this. I'm only 22. And, uh, can you rephrase the uh, or restate the question again so I can get a fresh start to it? Basically, it's what advice would you give somebody looking to get started out in the paranormal? Being okay. a, yeah, well, I want to say like one thing that really helped me out, too, is sometimes I feel like people look at it too much as... Oh, you know, these big TV shows, they've got all this gear, all this stuff. It's all super serious and everything's the real deal. And I want to say for me, a lot of it starting out was like you said, you find people you trust. So, you know, I had one friend that really enjoyed ghost hunting stuff and he knew that I filmed things. And honestly, I want to say I went on five or six adventures where we just Googled haunted places nearby and we would just go out in the middle of the night without any gear and just experience stuff and we watch the like ghost hunting shows and their techniques i mean like we said we can't verify what they capture but they do real things so it's like you don't have to be an expert to go out and do it you just kind of have to have people or uh, even by yourself as long as you're being safe about it and just go out and test things out and kind of learn about it because not everything's so serious and locked down in this kind of community of spirituality i mean like i like i said i haven't met a single person yet that shares the same mindset so it kind of just you you go out and you figure out what you like what you don't like places that work places that don't work sooner or later you meet someone in the same place so you're in a class with another friend who brings up that she wants to film a ghost hunting thing you just you jump ship you go for it and it sometimes just blossoms into stuff like this so Really, just sometimes it starts out really small, and you just got to hang on for a little bit if you want to make it big. Yeah, we grew from very, okay. very simple. I had no equipment whatsoever. I had no, you know, but we just kind of gradually accumulated stuff and then became better at what we were doing, um, mostly by picking people that we trusted and thought did good work. Well, I have to say, when, when Ying first got in touch with me with this, I was really skeptical. I don't like to join weird group of people, you know, group of people that get into this, oh, let's go find ghost stuff. And so I, I appreciated when we did the first one, really how professional both you and Cody were with, uh, let's just go, let's, ex- uh, let's examine it, let's find out. And uh, let's not, you didn't give me anything I had to follow other than just go walk and tell us what you're picking up. So... Yeah, you have we to do have to chase you. after you a bit, though. Let's go see what you'll pick up. Wait, going, going. Okay. Uh, what do you guys do to promote the show? As you said, you know, it'd be nice to be famous. You might not necessarily want the big suits telling you what to do, but it's nice to have a fan base put the show out for somebody. What do you do to get that audience? Well, I put it all over Facebook. I do Twitter. Um... I have um, a lot of people over my 40 years experience that follow me uh, with what I'm doing. Uh, I put it in my book, you know, that I, that's uh, out there on the spirits. It's it's in my book, uh, all the links to all, all the shows. I talk about different ones. That's my part. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Well, uh, right. I did a ghost walk as a fundraiser a few a couple of few years ago, and actually took people to the places we investigated. That was mostly kind of a fundraiser, but it also you know exposed it was some exposure. Um, we did that event. We actually had two screenings. We had a screening, a, a smaller screening, uh, I think two years ago, of the defenestration yeah. building. We had a screening um, then, and then recently we had that screening at the Great Star Theater. Um, that's something that I honestly have to work on. That's probably one of my weaker points personally is marketing. Uh, so like reaching out, you know, to to say, hey, you guys can, inter- you know, you can, I can do an interview with you guys is probably my first, one of my first steps of uh, trying to get exposure through the media. Well, I, I hope you continue to do this. This has been kind of fun. I'm glad you reached out to me. Um, this is, like normally my shows are like an hour long. I might actually have to break this up into uh, two segments. So um, this might be a two part episode. Great. <laughs> Great. Uh, Matt, Cody, any uh, other input on this subject? I know Ying got mad at me for our last one because I I have a lot of problem getting word out for this show. Ying always gets mad at me because I deal with some social anxiety and stuff. And I know like a subject like this is really hard to just get out to people unless you know for a fact that they want to accept what you're bringing to them. And so, yeah, uh, from my side it's been kind of hard to actually get word out because there's so fear of backlash for really no reason and it can be really tough people can ridicule you and i don't know at best they think you're being ridiculous at worst they think you're nuts (laughs) that is very true maybe at best they think you're nuts i don't know that's kind of of a good goal to have it's a brace that you are nuts you're weird and whatever and and uh, yeah, the things that people say right to you are pretty incredible. I I'm glad I'm no longer the kind of Scottish lass that punches people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't I don't need any uh, I don't need the ghost program for people to think I'm weird or nuts. So it didn't bother me much <laughs> that this all started. But um, you know, being that I had the, the network that was through my film, I've always been trying to work kind of collaboratively cross-promoting you know what what we've been doing here with the with the haunted bay with uh vampiria because we you know we actually co-hosted that event together over at the great star theater and that was probably one of the biggest moments we've had for um for it you know it's like i think i think just having like an actual audience for a web show that's like three to four hundred people in a in a building is like pretty pretty cool you know it's like you know you know it's not just limited to just being on youtube where people just like post comments and stuff you know you can't even you know you know for sure connect with your audience but when people are there in the actual space that they're there that we've had experiences and they start to have experiences of their own that's when they kind of like there's a bit of a magic and then it's, it kind of spirals from that but i'm i'm working on just working uh just trying to make sure we, you know we, we use all the social media channels the same way and, uh, yeah, that's how I actually go about it. Well, you know, oh, yeah, it's, there's nothing like, like uh, uh, Matt, the night of your premiere, there's nothing like to market what you're doing by actually, as you said, meeting people. I had mm-hmm. numerous people. I had to stop talking to people that were coming up and wanted to tell me about their own experiences uh, out of that. Wow, yeah. And, and people, people are fascinated. 
Yeah, even the skeptics are saying, well, tell me something, maybe I will believe. And you can see that they also kind of resonate with, wow, this this might be, I don't want to believe in it, but it, it can be. So meeting people like Matt does, gets out with his film, New York, L.A., he's all over meeting people. And that's a great marketing thing. And I talk about it at all those things. Like, I don't think there's been a screening of, like, my film or anything where I haven't gone into it. I've met some pretty outstanding people who've done some, like, that are in the industry. So that it is slowly, slowly, hopefully much quicker. Because I know it takes, like, years for things to start really, really, really spinning where, where social media catches on to it. And, you know, YouTube is definitely a new market for these kind of cool paranormal programs. But, again, it's like I always talk about this show and everybody asks me about my film i also somehow the paranormal comes up and i say hey i also work with this show called the haunted bay that's really awesome you know and people do oh, get thanks. interested oh yes yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and and to to cody's comment about how i'm mad at him uh i just want to clarify this because um i thought he just didn't want to help but now that i understand there's like some anxiety behind it i'm not mad at him anymore <laughs> Did did you just find that out now? No. No, I found out. Uh, okay, I, th I thought we were bridging. I, I thought saying, we were making things that. better here on Uncontained. Be no, because Not like I I I asked him at the screening. He said I didn't tell any of my friends about the screening, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? You know, you didn't tell anybody." And I was mad because <laughs> I thought he just was lazy. He didn't feel like helping. Yeah, so no, then, I freaking out. I told I told I told enough. I told enough, Ying. Yeah. I told no, I just, wanna, <laughs> I just wanna explain I'm not mad at him anymore now that I understand his anxiety. Ying but, doesn't uh, give me pay cuts anymore. <laughs> 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 but uh, one of the challenges that I'm guessing is that uh, because we we have a certain tone to the show where we're fairly serious, we're not trying to be you know, what is it called? Clickbaity. Yeah, I don't like. Okay, I don't. Yeah. I don't put things don't... in the image or put things in the title that say scary, demon attack, you know, anything like that. So I just keep it as our title and the place we're investigating. And I okay. think one of the challenges is people will often overlook us because they're looking for the scary, demon attack, those titles, and that's normal. They want to get scared. So people look for that shock value and we're trying to stay away from that because we're trying to really find answers. And so I'm not really sure how to reach that audience that's interested in the paranormal, not just for the shock value, because I think it's the shock value ones that probably get the most um, mm -hmm. attention in, in, you know, immediate searches. Which is funny because I've had my hair stand up more when we figure out historical facts than I have from jump scare situations. Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah, well, I bet, yeah, I you can tell you, I've been, like, pushed and poked, and I'm my shirt grabbed, and she always kind of yells at me, because I'll be sitting, and I'll be like, yeah, something just pulled my shirt, like, really quietly off camera, and she's like, what? And she'll flip her camera around and be like, what just happened? In my really monotone voice, I'm just like, oh, yeah, something just, you know, touched me. And so it's like, yeah. you guys ever mess with each other on set? Oh, never. Do you ever mess with each other on set? No. We've had some fun on fun antics behind it. Uh, we've had some. I think we have like a little outtake of us playing with props from uh, the Great Star Theater. Uh, I could post yeah. that one. That's a that's a fun <laughs> oh, one, yeah. right? But 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 Facebook not life. as not not as part not of the episode. Other, no. <laughs> We're not 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 as part okay. of the episode. We don't. When the cameras are off and not filming for our show, yeah. 
<laughs> we, we're, we're really professional yeah, yeah, about I that. Necessarily say, I wouldn't necessarily say put it in the show, but, you know, like, just mess with people. On, I just wonder if you mess with people on oh, the set and didn't I've include it. I've scared Yang so many times. I've lost track. <laughs> oh, boy. That's what I wanted yeah, to know. Yeah, every time I turn a corner, she just has a panic attack. <laughs> wow, you're exaggerating. I don't have a panic attack. <laughs> no, I'm she startled. Keeps her, you're funny. You keep a really level head during everything until it's me coming out of some place you didn't know I wasn't. Because <laughs> you're scary, Cody. You're six foot four or something. You're scary. <laughs> My bad. All right, guys. So we've mentioned that you take a lot of pride in going in blind, getting your reads, then going back doing the historical research. What is something that you want people to take away when they see your show? What do you want them to remember about the Haunted Bay? There's ghosts on every corner. <laughs> yeah. In your bedroom watching you. Oh, okay. that's, that's very Catholic. God can see everything you're doing. They're watching you sleep. Get the blanket over you. Uh-huh. They can see through the blanket. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, that's not what we want okay. to take away from Hot Debate. Here's, no. here's when we get silly in the antique store. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, this is when the cameras aren't rolling and we're all this bunch of weirdos. <laughs> I, I have the tape rolling now, though. I have the audio going, so pe- you'll be exposed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people ought to know the behind the scenes of us as much. But, you know, it, it, it's, you know we, we have fun doing it, and, um, but we, we do take it very seriously. You know, we, we're professional about it. You know, I mean, I don't think uh, Cody intentionally jumps out and tries to scare Ying, but that just happens. It's all an accident, I swear. <laughs> no, one, again, one again, I'd... I reiterate, this is not part of our episodes. <laughs> one thing I'd love for people to take away is maybe that the paranormal doesn't have to be a horror movie. It doesn't have to be paranormal activity one through seven or whatever it is that paranormal activity can be a, a real science with real insights on history that may have been lost or stories that were never able to get told and that it maybe can possibly be like a whole nother world that teaches you about what you live in without you even knowing it right it doesn't have to be scary you know i mean uh i think some of our more interesting ones weren't even really scary episodes you know i remember uh, we went to let's say the san francisco mint right which i remember being a very actually inviting place of anything so i remember uh you know june you said this is like the least scary place i've been to and it was yeah. and but there was a lot of spirits there apparently for, you know according to you you know yeah i think it would be important for people to know that it is really not unusual to feel and sense and actually be in communication with ghosts. It's, it really truly is, I think you said earlier, like another dimension, another place, past, present, and future, uh, are all different dimensions that we walk through and walk in. And we do that through our dreams and all. So I, I, it's letting people know, that it's educating people is the way I look at it. I think my math teacher in college was a ghost. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, he, he actually reminded me of a cross between the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt and uh, 
Mr. Mackey or Professor Mackey from South Park because oh, wow. he, he was he was like so old and then like when he was writing on the board he like he talked like okay, could like okay. the same kind. and then um and he spent half the time like talking into his armpit so you couldn't even understand what he was saying but yeah I like Needless to say, I had to retake that class because I just kept on thinking of the Tales from the Crypt in South Park, but not uh, not algebra. <laughs> but I was like, okay, okay, I don't understand what you're saying, okay. Um, talking to your armpit is bad. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Lanny Grigsby. <laughs> right. Ghosts can be pretty haunted too, you know. I mean, uh, I mean, if I ever talk, oh, yeah, yeah, I have some of the best horror stories or horror, say, scary ghost stories that actually happen in school. So, and from like failed students. Uh, well, I'm a teacher, but I've never experienced them at a school. But my dad, who's a principal, has told me so many awesome, crazy stories about some stuff. And I gotta tell you, those are places that are, I don't know what it is about schools, but this stuff happens there. You know, I could see with kids getting bullied and stuff like that. That's always going to happen in every school. I think. All right, we, I, I'd yeah, like yeah. to investigate at some universities, but they won't let let us in. Like, uh, well, not I'm not talking about like primary school or high school, but like Mills College is supposed to be one of the most haunted places in the Bay Area, and yet I went in to ask if we could film, and they said no. And where I'm from, uh, like in Iowa, there's a uh, not the same town that I'm from, but there's a place called uh, Simpson College mm-hmm. that is apparently like super haunted. But uh, if you could get in there, I'm sure you'd get some crazy stuff because I've heard a lot of stories from there. But you'd have to make the trip to Iowa. Yeah. And now, now is not a good time of year. <laughs> It's like neg- I, I, like I checked back home like it was like negative twenty with wind chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the ghost yeah. will be frozen. Uh, I'm gonna say good night, guys. Uh, I got my final question for you guys, and it's kind of the title question of the show. It's how do you live uncontained? You guys go ahead and answer. June, if you're still on, do you want to take this one first? How do you live uncontained? Yeah. Yeah. You you just. Just live off the grid a little bit. You don't do what people tell you you should be doing. Uh, you know, I was always told I should have a, uh, a job, a real job, instead of being a psychic. And I just decided I was going to do whatever I want. You know? I'm going to do what I, I know is best for me. I, I don't get contained by people's other images and pictures of who I'm supposed to be. All right, perfect. All right, thank you very much for joining us and staying up a little past your bedtime, June. Uh, sorry, I hope it, I hope you get a little bit of sleep. Good night. And soon you guys will all be able to crash, too. Uh, I have to go to a club after this. You guys want to take a shot at that question? What's that? I have to go to a club after this. Oh, you're going clubbing? My friend's waiting for me at the club now. <laughs> Is that how you live uncontained? Right. She lives yeah. uncontained at the club. At the cat club. <laughs> <laughs> that place is haunted, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I, I heard. Haven't. Oh, boy. We got to go. <laughs> How do we all live right, uncontained? Right. I, I work a job. Yeah. I work a job where I work flexible hours. I work when I want to so I could stay up late. And I could go out any time in the middle of the week to go film if I have to. And, well, I'm doing this when people can laugh at me. I, I go looking for evidence of ghosts when I know I can look ridiculous to some people. 
But I just kind of let it go. Very well said. <laughs> what about you guys? Cody, you want to go first? Yeah, sure, I can go first. Uh, how do I live uncontained? Uh, I guess the important thing to always remember is that you can't, and not everyone can be a jack of all trades. You have to eventually find out what you're good at. And you don't have to force anything. You just got to find what sticks in your life and really just go for it. And so for me, I found out that weekend I go hot. So I'm always out in nature. I'm always filming things. I'm always taking photography. I pretty much have a camera strapped on me everywhere I go. And I just try to make sure my life looks beautiful. Cool, cool. Here and Matt, what about you as we wrap this up? Well, you know, I mean, I'm a filmmaker, and I've taken a lot of risks about being that. You know, it's like uh, I'm just like Ying. I work a job that would allow me to be, you know, have flexible hours to be able to actually make movies, and then on other spare time, be, you know, part-time ghost hunter documentary person. I mean, those are the things that that drive me, give me purpose, makes me want to do more things, and I, I will probably keep doing this, and as long as I can, can be doing this. That's how I live it. Oh, yeah, and, and sometimes, you know, because I'm promoting my vampire film, sometimes I dress like one, and that's that's, that's pretty uncontained, you know, I run around in right. Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool cool running around times square dressed like a vampire i'd say that is pretty uncontained before i have you guys sign off the show could i get you to tell people where they can find you some contact information uh where they can find your social media and where they can find the show so the show is on youtube you just type in the haunted bay and you can find us uh, we also have a Facebook page, The Haunted Bay, and a Twitter account. Um, yeah, that's what we have right now. All right, great, great. And uh, I n- always have my guests sign off the show for me. Uh, would you guys do me the honor of signing off the show? Sure thing. We are The Haunted Bay. And we, we live, live on Thank you for listening, and thanks again to Ying, Matthew, Cody, and June for staying up past the witching hour and talking to me about about their show and uh, all the creepy, crazy stuff that goes on behind it. I really do want to go on a on on a shoot with them see what i find i i want to feel if i feel anything supernatural or see anything supernatural and i will definitely let you guys know about it if it happens and you can check them out on youtube at the haunted bay all you have to do is youtube search the haunted bay and you'll find plenty of episodes from them and I will have all their contact information in the show notes as well. Thank you for listening once again, not just to this episode, but to my 49 previous ones. Um, Without you guys, I wouldn't have made it this far. And with your support, I'll make it another 50. Make sure you stop by uncontainedpod.com and support the show by clicking the Amazon banner at the top of the page. 
swingbyuncontainedpod.com and uh, support the show by clicking the Amazon banner at the top of the page. If you go to the comment section of my website and let me know what you purchased, I'll read it out loud on the air if, uh, if you want. If you want to keep it private, by all means, keep it private. But if you want to support the show and get some credit for it, I'll be more than happy to give you a shout out. And thanks again for listening. Until next time, live uncontained.